Okay, so I got home from work and Oh, we're jumping into it. Okay, I, girl. I feel like my favorite episodes of ours are the ones where it's like, oh, they're they give <laughs> they're not even saying hello. <laughs> they're just continuing their conversation. Um I'm like, am I even holding a mic? I am. Uh, no, I got home from work and I'm like, okay, like, breasts. gonna record with Claret. And so I'm like, good thing I got this red, these Red Bulls yesterday. Um, so I, you know, uh, opened the fridge, cracked open a, a ready. And uh, as we call them here <laughs> in the Brain Cell Girls cinematic universe. Yes, they're uh, the red eyes. So I cracked, o- I cracked open one, um, a dragon fruit. Red so Bulls. good, right? So so good i remember you being like okay dragon fruit like hits i said it fucks but yeah no because it because dragon fruit fucks um period period no cap still don't know what that means um (laughs) it means like wait okay i analyzed this with my mom the other day yeah and it made total sense Wait, no how cap? did we get there? Yeah, no cap. You so and like, Susan really dove into the linguistics of... I'm dead ass. How did we figure out what it meant? Linguini. It's like, I'll get back to you on that one. My head is empty. With those glasses, though? So- Thank you. Thank oh. you. Wait, what are you drinking? Uh, today I'm drinking um, a sparkling green tea with pineapple juice beverage from Trader Joe's. Mm, that looks really good, actually. It has 10 calories and tastes like shit. Well... Most importantly, it has 10 calories. Right. So we <laughs> I'm here in the same shirt I wear literally every week to record in. Is it my lucky shirt? It's your recording shirt. Um, meanwhile, I'm like, I can't wear that because I wore that last week while recording. <laughs> this is like my comfort shirt. It looks cozy. Does it look sexy though? Yes. Do I look fuckable? I Do I look totally submissive and breedable? Claire, I am rock hard right now. Nope, so, yeah, you're like, well, I, am I breedable and submissive? Why did I just hear that? Because your brain uh, processes things a little slower than a little mine, slower than but like, like that's okay. Than you and like the you know average person for sure. Um, like sometimes words just like hang out in my ears for a sec before they like make the f- complete journey to my brain. As where we discussed, my brain is then like, let's decode these sounds into meaning. And at that point, like the conversation is already like five topics ahead. I mean, as we discussed when we talked about our breakup, sometimes Nick needs a lot longer to process things <laughs> and I already know what happened. <laughs> sometimes Clarissa is the most hurtful thing I've ever heard in my life to me, but I don't even realize it until like months later. <laughs> What if I could predict a breakup happening in like six months and I was just like, oh, girl, well. don't don't fucking manifest that. <laughs> Set your timers for six months. Someone comment. Girl, that's on February 17th. Oh, sweet Jesus. We don't need a repeat. Oh, God. I'm so excited for the one year breakup. I'm going to kill you. <laughs> oh, that's we what we should do on it. the anniversary. Oh, my so, God. Anyway, we can do a live reenactment. I will. Okay. I'll have Ryan videotape me reading the text message and then falling to the ground and sobbing. <laughs> Did you fall to the ground? I fell to a pile of books and sobbed there. You, uh, books? I have like two like coffee table books like stacked on each other, but they're like really big books, so I sat on them. You said, I have two books. <laughs> I own two books. Nick, do you see my fucking blue light glasses? I have two books, okay? Yeah, you do. At least. At minimum. Half Anyways, of us have so blue I light glasses. So I crack open this, this dragon fruit. Um, 
What? I, I cut that. I didn't even hear what you said, so no worries. It wasn't funny. Okay. Uh, so I uh, crack open this dragon fruit. Hello. You're fine. You're fine. Um, <laughs> everyone say hi to Hazel. <laughs> Last week I was at Joey and Zoe's apartment and he was drinking a green colored Red Bull can. And I'm like, what flavor is that? And he's like, dragon fruit. And, and I was like, Claret. And I was like, what's your opinion of it? And he's like, oh, it's phenomenal. And so, so you I'm, didn't I'm trust like, just me is what I'm hearing? So I'm like, okay, well, if like the two people who are most different in my life agree on this dragon fruit Red Bull. I'm kidding. <laughs> I don't know why I said that. <laughs> Would you put all your friendships on a spectrum from Joey to Claret? Where does Hazel fall? <laughs> she ran away. She didn't want to hear the answer. She didn't um, want to know the truth. <laughs> you can't run forever, Hazel. You either die a Joey or live long enough to see yourself become a Claret. Nick, you look like you're giving birth. What's happening? <laughs> I feel like I'm on Zoom watching you give birth because I can't be into the hospital to be there because COVID. Oh, God. That would be so sad if I was giving birth and I'm like, can Claret come? And they're like, mm-mm, COVID. I'd be like, you're like then I don't the want father. the baby. Uh, so <laughs> but she's the father. So... Like, whatever the fuck this is, <laughs> we don't agree with it or support it. Oh, God. No, so, yeah, I, I was at I was at Target, and I saw Dragon Fruit Red Bull, and I'm like, hell yeah, I'll do it. And I forgot, I always forget what Dragon Fruit tastes like. Incredible. Really something special. Like. God put her whole pussy into that when she invented a Dragon Fruit. Like, Dragon Fruit is nature's blue raspberry. Wow. <laughs> Wait, guys. Wait. I think we just really had a breakthrough moment here. I think we figured something out. Claire, have you seen those? Um, I think they're reels. Uh, those like two friends. One's like one's a dude in drag, but it's like those two random girls that you follow on Instagram who started a podcast. Have you seen that? No, but I'm prepared to be offended. Claire, it is literally one of the funniest things I have ever seen. Like, they're sitting there, and it's just, like, cutting, like, just <laughs> from, like, random conversation. And one of them says, so I don't want, like, to just be social with my media, but I want my media to be social, right? And right. And I'm like, oh, my God. It's wow, like looking that's in a, so profound. It's like looking in a fucking mirror. Jesus. It's Have you seen those? Video. I've seen the TikToks. Of, I'm, I think they're a real life couple who does the like fake pregnancy announcements. And it's like, <laughs> like they're trying not to make the other one laugh. And they'll say something like, oh, yeah, be, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Holding a pose. And yes. she'll be like, daddy yes. nutted and mommy. And now we have a little one on the way. So fucking funny. Uh, They're un- always funny. Unbearably funny. Almost. Like, I almost can't fucking watch it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Clarice sent me a TikTok a few days ago. Oh, did I? And just said us. And I click on it. And it's this girl. And she says, so me and my sister just wrote a song about how this guy is only cute with his mask on. Do you want to perform it right now? Yes. Okay. <laughs> and a three, two, one. You're only cute with your, your mask on. And then the video ends. And it is, I've sent it to everyone I have ever met. I'm like, this is my entire sense <laughs> of humor in one video. <laughs> Is these girls saying, we wrote a song about how a guy's only cute with his mask on, and then saying, you're only cute with your mask on. I'm like, Taylor Swift, too. Like, fuck. (laughs) Oh, Oh my God. I don't need a 10-minute all too well. I just need her to put the same energy into... Can you imagine if she's like, guys, there's a 30... 
there's a 31st song. <laughs> she's just like, all too well. And that's it. No, what if, what if she's like, it's called You're Only Cute With Your Mask On, and it's seven seconds. <laughs> I hope it is. Taylor Swift, if you're listening, Taylor, take Taylor, we know you're a listener. Um. Anyways. Um, last time I forgot to mention, because you all care so deeply, oh, gosh. Um, because this is a visual medium, um, I got uh, two new tattoos, which is so exciting. I just felt like sharing. I feel like every time you get a tattoo, it's like, did you really get one if you don't share it on every platform that you create for yourself? Um, actually, yes, you did, in fact, still get one, especially if you then hide it from your mom and all of social media for two years and then tell her finally when she's at the hospital for her broken arm and you're like by the way you didn't tell her until she got it. that was like no, recent um yeah so oh, also so as what you happened were, as you were talking about this hypothetical situation in air quotes i thought you were talking about me and you're like yeah when you hide your tattoo for two years from your mom until she's in the hospital i'm like claray what do you think happened in my life <laughs> nick the car accident wasn't your fault I'm like, great. I haven't had these tattoos for two years. I had them for two weeks. No, so I got a tattoo. Okay, okay I have a cherry on my butt. Cool. What? And then I got a rose on my hip a couple weeks later. Okay. Uh, oh, fuck. Okay, wait, sorry. Let me start this over. Cut all okay. that. Restart. So I got a cherry tattooed on my ass on Friday the 13th. What? I know. <laughs> and one day, I, for some reason, I think I was like changing or like showing my mom something. And I like Your pulled butt. my pants down, literally. Yes. And then I can't even imitate. Hi, mom, if you're listening. I can't even imitate Hi, how she said it. But she literally was just like, you got a tattoo. Like there was no ooh, anger. Ooh, ooh. That's no so much worse. It was oh. so scary. And I was oh. like, oh. Girl, my stomach dropped out of my ass just now. So then I got two more tattoos and then didn't tell her about it. Okay. And, which was Does such she a now pain know? in the ass. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Hi, Susan. <laughs> Well, then years later, my mother broke her arm in the middle of COVID. Queen mm-hmm. fa- fell off a skateboard. Skateboarding uh, queen. Right. This she is my skateboard. was a skater girl. It said, see you later, girl. I was skateboarding past your house. She broke her arm in the driveway. Um, Kiss anyway. me in front of your stupid friends. Period. Um, Skateboards should be outlawed, and they will be under our presidency. <laughs> under Carl Smith, twenty twenty four. Yeah, no acoustic guitars, no skateboarding. That will eliminate like a good a lot percentage of, of the country. Yeah, good. good. Bye. Um, <laughs> bye. <laughs> Toodly doodles. Rotten jail, fuckers. <laughs> dun 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 dun. Rotten. <laughs> My favorite vine of all time. The the umbrellas. Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> the funniest thing ever. Anyway, Martin Scorsese could never. <laughs> the timing of that edit. <laughs> My mom broke her arm, and we had to go to Slocum, everyone's favorite place to recover, to get it checked up on. Yeah. I don't know what was happening. My mom is a big Slocum fan. Oh my god, aren't we all? Yeah. Where else are you going to recover? <laughs> Where are the Slocum girlies at? <laughs> Slocum girlies hit my chat. Hit my chat. Slocum girlies drop to their knees different. Because they have arthritis. That was pretty funny. (laughs) My mom had to go to the bathroom and I was like, okay, same. We go to the bathroom together, realize it's a like a one room bathroom. Mm -hmm. And I was like, ah, fuck. Because my tattoo is on my hip. Mm. So like it's not hideable. Mm. And I was like, uh. Why is she staring at you while you pee? I'm kidding. Well, I tried to do a like, I don't have to pee anymore. And then I was like, this is so stupid. Like. 
the world is crumbling and like there's nothing left to lose here and i was just like also like loki you already got one like i know and i was like i need to tell you something and she was like did you get another tattoo and i was like holy shit you're good at this and then i told you about the other one at hanukkah mm, wait what's the first my stupid lightning bolt that's all fucked up <laughs> why is it fucked up? he did a bad job it looks like a scar or do you want to get it touched yes <laughs> yeah mm. it's just like not on my agenda mm. the the touch-up yeah 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 I mean, it whatever. Just no, yeah, I've I've seen it. You're like, please take it away. I've seen it. Do you want to? Do you want to get it into something else? Or? I've thought about it. I don't know. I mean, because it's a matching tattoo. Are you vaping Delta Eight? Claret, I've never used marijuana in my life. I don't know why you would even say that. <laughs> He's a dirty fucking liar. I'm a dirty fucking dirty oh, fucking liar. Nick, how does it feel that today is the one year anniversary of us first recording this podcast? <laughs> I'm sorry, everyone. It's going to get real narcissistic, and Nick and I are going to talk about ourselves a whole lot now. But you're used to that. Um, we don't really uh, think we're that important, but we're going to talk about it like was, we do. What was the question? How does it feel that it's been a year of recording this? I mean, really? Time? She do just keep running. Like Time, mystical time. I genuinely can't believe... I, I can't believe it's been a year since I wore those shorts, and my mom was like, those are really short. Um, I can't believe it's been a year since we went to bend air quotes recorded episode one. Uh, I can't believe it's been a year since we went to bend when we went to the coast, when I called you outside sushi domo and we had our, <laughs> it was sushi pier. What? It was sushi pier. Get it right. Were you at a sushi place too? Cause I was oh, at sushi, you domo, were outside with my sushi dad. domo. Yeah. 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 Oh my god, I was having dinner at Sushi Pure. It was Laura's birthday. Yeah. And then you called me and I was like, something's wrong. And then I ran to the streets and took the call. Also, the funniest part about that day. Sorry, let's back it up. Let's give a okay. little context. Rewind. This was before you guys story? entered our life. <laughs> Do I what? So, we first recorded the podcast. August 17th, <laughs> 2020. Like a bottle um, of wine. The first episode didn't drop until 9-11-2020. Um, so, we spent that whole first month, like recording until we felt like we had something decent enough to put onto the internet yeah when i was in eugene we recorded we actually have a few uh <laughs> from the vault episodes <laughs> and they'll probably stay there yeah the vault uh we don't have the code for it i remember being really stressed out oh my god we didn't know what we were doing we didn't know what the like theme of it was mm-hmm. i think the initial idea was like get high and talk about difficult topics that and I'm, was like, that was the idea did we want to like Say some like questionable things, but I'm like, canceled? I'm like, what were the? I'm like, what were we? Who do we think we were? But also like, I'm like, uh, like okay, our, let's talk about abortion. It's like, what do I? Have? I don't. Have, I have nothing to say about abortion. We were going to run out legal. of content so quickly. Yeah, which I was so scared when we recorded episode yes. one. I remember being like, Corey, I'm be- still scared. <laughs> Every week, I'm like, thinking, now what? <laughs> like, I'm not going to be this funny again. This is. This is as funny as I'll ever get. Yeah, it's not going to happen wrong. again, which is so stupid. But I was like, I'll never create good content. This mm. is our one and only shot. Mm-hmm. And it was such a fucking train wreck. <laughs> wait, wait, the first episode? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's like, I've never listened to it. I want to listen to it. I together. really want to listen to it because I'm like, like, it sounds like we've never listened to a podcast in our entire life. I think I was getting a little bit of secondhand embarrassment because the idea of sitting down and being like, yes. hey guys, for the first time, like now I know I'm not like screaming into a total void. Like someone is listening. Yeah. <laughs> someone. But it felt so stupid. I felt like we were like playing pretend almost. We're like sitting on my couch and we're like, yeah. yeah. 
here's what we're going to talk about for this week's marquee topic. And with I'm that, like, with that mic, like, no, yeah, no, it, it felt really, I was like, we were so excited going into it. We were like, okay, well, when we get the network deal and then like, <laughs> like when Barstool Sports contacts us, we're just like, all right, how much money would Barstool have to offer us for us to sell our soul for them? I'm like $15. Now. <laughs> Literally, I'm just like, they don't need to pay me. Like, I'll do it. Literally. Um, so, no, yeah. And then we sat down and I was like, I mean, I don't really I don't remember too much from that first episode. Um, I don't either. But I do remember, I mean, I remember recording like episode, the real episode one entitled episode two and episode two and being like, okay, like I realized it was rough. And I accepted that it was going to be rough for a little bit. Um, Because also you needed, like, we needed to record it and then edit it and then listen to it to be like, okay, this is what works and this is what doesn't work in this this medium (laughs) that we have chosen. Well, you and I also do this thing that I know we talked about when we got back together. That for some reason. Besties for life. It's not about how many times you break up. It's about how many times you make up. <laughs> I don't know if most dating coaches would agree with that statement, Nick, but whatever helps you sleep at night. Well, you've heard that like people in abusive relationships go back to their abuser at least like eight times. I'm not going to lie. When we started speaking again and I was telling people like, we're talking again, like where the podcast is back. I felt like I was like telling my friends I was getting back to with my like piece of shit boyfriend. I was like, Clarice. so Nick and I are talking. I'm glad you and I had the exact same experience. <laughs> God, really I was like, oh yeah, villain, me and Clay, like, we? we're good. We had a really good conversation. Everyone's like. <laughs> we really made each other out to be the villain, huh? I'm going to start commenting snake emojis on all your Instagram pictures. Can't tell. My reputation's never been worse. So You must like me for my. Dark jeans. Anyway. <laughs> but when we were getting back together, I remember you saying we both do this thing when we're recording we act like we're never going to be allowed to speak again <laughs> I forgot I what said is that, that? every oh, time we're like okay insightful. we have we have two hours three max we need to talk about literally every experience we've ever had every thought we have we need to really delve into some difficult subject matter and i'm like you know you have to do this again next week yeah like there are some there are some things that i've that i talked about in the early episodes like yeah i'd say like episodes like six through 12 i'd say those ones where i'm like oh i for the most part i really like them but part of me is like i kind of wish i could tell that one over again maybe same or like i'll start to tell a story and i'm like oh i guess i like already told it but not how i wanted to or you tell it and you're just like oh actually i'm the bad guy in this story (laughs) like girl maybe i shouldn't share this i'm the bad guy duh but i think people love our vulnerability and our radical honesty, the pillars. Upon the which pillars that we stand on every How have we not posted a photo from Tom's with one of those pillars and said that? Us holding radical honesty. What are you talking about? Remember when he had us like lean against <gasps> the pillars, like the columns? Oh my God. Tom knew. Clary said, Tom what are like, you talking about? <laughs> Tom is a brain was. cell. We should have given him a business card. We should make business cards. A hundred percent. It should just have a QR code on it. Nothing else. I just think also like... That video I posted today of us listening to... It's either... It's one of the first two. We're just such babies. Like, the way we're all excited about the first podcast, we're acting like we haven't already heard it and edited it. We're like, what are they going to say next? It's so cute. It's It's, so cute. It's pretty wholesome. 
Um, I'm like, those stupid idiots don't even know what the fuck's about to come. <laughs> Please, Jehovah. Jehovah, no. Jehovah. Jehovah. <laughs> what are you pausing for? Every time I go to audition, it like turns the camera off. Weird. Okay. Oh, God. <laughs> Just got to get a little cr- crackin' ASMR going Crickety, on this channel today. Crickety, crackity. You know how So, yeah, I got two tattoos. Um, yeah, one... I have been um, actually wanting to get for a really long time. Um, it's inspired. Which one? Um, it's <clears throat> inspired by Florence and the Machine, which is my favorite band that we we've talked about that. Um, or did that get cut? Our Florence and the Machine discussion. When did we have that discussion? So I feel like it must have gotten cut. I don't know. In the late teens, I think. Head empty. Talk. Anyways, to me. so yeah, so inspired by Florence and the Machine from their third album. But pretty much, um, I've been thinking about this tattoo for, like, over six years um, because the album came out and then this, like, symbol, it's two triangles on top of each other with a line going through the one on top. Uh, What does it mean? And so the, it's like the symbols for the elements. So the one on top is a symbol for air and the one on the bottom is a symbol for water. Um, And then there are other ones for fire and earth. And so that's the, like, logo, whatever, for the album. And pretty much that album came out June 2nd. 2015 which is the day that i graduated high school holy shit he's got receipts and (laughs) and i don't have a good memory june 2nd 20s like how do you do that i remember that was about to i was about that was about to sound like literal nonsense i remember that date because it was an important date if you ask me what happened on june 6 2015 no idea for sure you know but like that is a date that i remember um, okay. So I'm you. like the album. <laughs> thanks. So the album came out, and but the first single for the album came out January of that year, and that was when I was not doing well, and I kind of wanted to no longer be here, and <laughs> kind of wanted to drive into a Douglas fir. Douglas fir. We're starting a band, and it's called the <laughs> the Douglas Furs. <laughs> Should we every make merch time, with the Douglas fur on it? Nick, every time I see something like Doug fur scented or like something branded Doug fur, I want to get it for you. And then I'm like, what is going through your head there, Claray? I'm like, hey, this made me think of your suicide attempt. <laughs> like, thanks, what? <laughs> thanks, bestie. No. Uh, that's just our sense of humor with each other. Um, no, that would, I would, <laughs> if you do decide to get me that, that'll be hilarious. Don't worry. I'm going to... Um, you're going to get, like, a care package thrown onto your balcony one day, and it's going to be full of Doug fur needles, and then, like, a bunch of just random Doug fur shit. <laughs> and a gun. <laughs> <laughs> and some Nike socks that say, just do it. <laughs> a gun with one bullet. Russian oh. roulette, that motherfucker. Ooh, Chile. Um... Anyways, so January, I was really not doing well and super, super depressed. Um, Florence and the Machine, their last album came out beginning of my freshman year. So I was like, it has been a lifetime uh, since I've gotten new music from them. You're like, I've become a man in the time that they've made music. Like lowest of keys, yeah. And then this like single kind of came out of nowhere. and Still had that foreskin though. I did, unfortunately, and didn't know it was a problem. So they dropped this single in January out of nowhere, What Kind of Man uh, was the lead Mm -hmm. single. And I remember listening to it and being like, oh, this sounds so different from what's come before. And then this album's coming. And I'm like, well, I'm really excited for this album. And it was like kind of the first thing I had in a while to look forward to. Um, Or not actually, like there were other things I I could look forward to. 
but you know <laughs> you know how depression says that won't be exciting um <laughs> uh yeah so i mean well i mean that's like a defining characteristic of depression is like inability to derive pleasure from things that normally give you pleasure <laughs> um but i heard this song and i'm like oh i, I really like this and then they're like You're like i'm deriving pleasure <laughs> and this is january and then they said the new album will be out june 2nd and i was like okay well i gotta make it to, to june 2nd and so that's why i have the tattoo <laughs> girl boss <laughs> clary's just sobbing florence and the machine saved your life loki she swooped down off her stallion. Her Can I ask? Is, she, she was riding a centaur. Can I ask if the reason you're still with us is because you're waiting for more flow music? You're waiting for our ginger queen so, to bless as you As soon as they single? break up, peace out. When Florence has done her last machine. When her machine breaks. When the machine breaks, as do I. No. Um, uh, that'll be a date I'll remember. But yeah, so I. <laughs> so yeah, so that's why I got this tattoo and I'm very happy with it. I got it from Dana Hicks, who I'll put her, uh, her stuff in the sh- show notes. Let's hear it for Dana Hicks. Let's hear it for Dana Hicks. Woo! She's from Beaverton Local. Shut up. Yeah, she's from Beaverton. Uh, she went to Chapman. She's a year younger than me. She did screen acting, absurdly beautiful. Like more beautiful than me. Clare, I like I see her and I get like butterflies in my stomach. I'm looking her up. There can only be one. There, <laughs> there can only be one hot girl. I'm like I would totally date someone prettier than me, and I'm like mm. you're like I would kill her. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I should sign out real quick <laughs> before I make this worse. Anyways, so Dana uh, has recently started doing tattooing, like kind of like full time, um, just like out of her apartment with like a tattoo needle that she got on Amazon. <laughs> you were at this bitch's house? Yeah. Jay chilling? Yeah, we were just sitting at her desk and I put my arm down and she got to work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you only have hepatitis A? When I put that on my Finsta story, like me getting the tattoo, Mossimo replied. <laughs> and he's like, what sort of back alley tattoo is Oh my god. But it her apartment's adorable. It was super clean. Everything was up to code. It was honestly I like Did you have a health inspector walk through it with you? You're like this is my friend. If I have to choose between getting a tattoo at like some like tattoo studio parlor or like a nice aesthetic apartment in Silver Lake, I'm going to go with the second one. No, I mean next time I'm there I'm like ready to let this bitch ink my ass up. Well, she's booked. I'm shocked I got an appointment actually okay well i was was shocking anyways and then i kind of got uh, i decided somewhat in the moment i'd been thinking about this but i hadn't decided if i wanted it or not but i decided to also get a twin peaks tattoo so i got fire walk with me written on the other side of my arm um and it's written backwards because it's twin peaks can i ask yeah. So thank you, Dana. Yes. <laughs> thank you for being so sexy, Dana. Yeah. Um, as <laughs> all, someone, she was just so nice and so funny. Thank you for being so nice also. Yeah. <laughs> you have a good personality too, or so I've heard. Um, as someone who's a little dumb, but also did love Twin Peaks, what does that mean to you? What does Fire Walk With Me mean? Yeah, like for your personal life. Or is it just like your ode to Twin Peaks? Or are you like, fuck yeah, I'm walking through the fire? Um, are you like, is Bob possessing This is you? definitely like, I mean, in comparison to like, 
the like just fucking Florence Welch saved your life tattoo. The fucking like poem I just s- spoke about this tattoo with and like my ankle tattoo. This one is very much somewhat like superfluous. Um and That's a big word. <laughs> Thank you. And you're like I've been practicing. <laughs> I've been working on my words. <laughs> Why do we have a podcast? It's only words. We're not equipped. <laughs> yes, sister. Yes. Burp it out. Lindsay sent me a photo. She's flying back from Seattle. She sent me a photo of the plane that she was about to board, and it's Alaska. And it has, like, rainbow shit all over the outside. And she's like, I'm flying home on a gay plane. I'm in love with her. And then she said, the... <laughs> The Yassification of Alaska. <laughs> okay, so the Fire Walk With Me tattoo. Um, it's mainly like out of if I'm going to get a Twin Peaks tattoo, like that's what I would want. Um, yeah. I think this is not a good. I mean, honestly, okay, it's my body. Whatever. I think it looks cool. Um, I think it looks cool. I love the show. That's like, like top three of my favorite TV shows ever. Um, yeah. And, and I think it's influenced my writing a lot. And it's kind of like. I don't know it's it's like just really affected me in terms of how I view TV and stories, uh, blah blah blah. And in terms of like the actual phrase "fire walk with me," it doesn't really mean anything in particular to me because um, I don't think it means one particular thing in the show either. Okay, uh, but yeah, so that's my answer. I'm like, I, I did watch that four hour analysis of the show. <laughs> Does he even explain what fire? I don't walk think with? so. I don't, I don't remember that. I watched that analysis. And I was like... It seems like a, a, a spell almost. Like they're casting yeah. a spell when they say fire walk with me. That's... I don't know. But girl, I watched that fucking analysis video and I was like, absolutely. And then I closed it and I was like, what the fuck did he just say? Yes. I was like, it all makes sense. I have no idea what that man just said. <laughs> I don't remember a ton of the details, but I do remember the overall thesis being Twin Peaks is actually about violence on television. Yeah. Which is a very interesting take. The thing I did not like about the video was him saying, this is the answer and not like, this is my analysis because as an, as analysis, I think it's pretty exceptional as him being like, I've solved Twin Peaks. I'm like, if you say the sentence, I've solved Twin Peaks seriously, then you sounds like you didn't understand the show. Yeah, especially in his fucking Dale Cooper cosplay. I was like, that was cute at first. Please change. It was cute during the first hour. Uh, the, like the introduction. I'm like, say your thesis and then put on your, your big boy clothes, please. Or change the set, change the costume. Look at ContraPoints. Yeah, like... Come take, on. Take some notes. No, take some notes, baby. That's like a, such an impressive video that exists. I'm being an like, asshole. Regardless of what you think of it, I'm like, you really made a four and a half hour Twin Peaks video and like edited it and it's and it's good. I mean, let's not, let's not act like making a four and a half hour Thing. piece of media is that difficult. You yeah. and I have talked for about... Do you remember that day we talked for like eight Episode hours? 12, yeah. yeah. That was a lot. Yeah, because we did student mail, then you went to the dentist, then you came back. <laughs> and then we just kept talking after we were done recording. We're like, what if we just hang out all night? That was nice, though. Um, Aw, we should have broken up immediately after. We're like, we're never topping this. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, those, those are my tattoos, and I kind of want to get another one, but I'll probably wait. Normalize ending friendships at their peak. Anyways... <laughs> Guys, let's start normalizing breaking up with your friends when nothing is wrong. <laughs> I think we need more of that in our society. Normalize going missing for 10 days. <laughs> oh my God, I want to have like a, a missing girl summer, not a hot yeah. girl summer. I want to have an I Amy Dunn summer. <laughs> oh, girl, 
I am watching Pretty Little Liars right now. Cool. The OG. That show is like eating disorder girl boss central. I don't know how to explain it any other way. Like everything they say has like strong girl boss energy. It's like just so poorly written and like no one actually speaks like that. And then they'll just be like, also I'm skipping a meal. And I'm like, what's happening? <laughs> You're like, do we need to throw that one in there? <laughs> Literally all of the moms, they'll like come into the kitchen and be like, ooh, smells good. Eat it for me. And I'm like, whoa, it's such a weird show. It's and called- everyone. <laughs> Got that. <laughs> Anyways, also every adult male on that show is having a relationship with a minor and it's just like a part of the show. That's life, babe. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. You know when you just dated your English teacher? I remember like so many of my friends loving that show in eighth grade. Like I remember sitting at a table at Burrito Amigos in eighth grade and there being like (laughs) discourse about last night's episode of PLL. Girl, I'll let you know when I finish the show. My final thoughts. It's kind of unfortunate that Pretty Little Liars and Big Little Lies are like the same title. Um, <laughs> and one is so much better than the other one. Because I'm, when I first heard about Big Little Lies, I'm like, is this just the adult version of Pretty Little Liars? And I haven't seen Pretty Little Liars, but I'm like, yeah, maybe this is like the final girl boss form of Pretty Little Liars. Pretty Little Liars, if it was written different. Really well. yeah. Okay, so I thought. If it was written good. It'd be really fun. Yes. Since we're rehashing some of our discussions from early episodes. Mm. Slash also. Nostalgia podcast. Tomorrow is the anniversary, the two year anniversary of me getting fired from one of my favorite jobs ever. St. Vincent de Paul. (laughs) Burrito Amigos. And now I did try to explain this story when we did. Was it episode two? It was one of the first episodes. Oh, the one up... when you got fired in, on the spot? Mm-hmm. It, that was episode three, Rebecca and Jeremy. It a, got cut. A, a sleeper. Mm-hmm. It got cut because we talked about so much other shit because Nick and I thought we weren't going to ever be able to speak again. Yes. But I'm here today. We don't mean speak to each other. We mean like words exit our body. We thought we were going to have our vocal cords cut the next day. I don't know what the fuck <laughs> is wrong with us. our hands cut and our eyes bleached. We, no form of communication. Nick, that's so horrifying. I'm going to throw up. Do it. <laughs> Visual comedy. <laughs> that was so funny. And they're like, they'll never fucking and know. And they're like, what were those noises? Losers. Just like the, the sound of tongues exiting. <laughs> the sound of gagging. <laughs> <laughs> like, what's happening on this podcast? Guys, imagine what we're doing. <laughs> oh my God, Nick. Anyway, um, today I'm here to share <laughs> the story of the time I got fired from Burrito Amigos. <laughs> So in order to really understand this story, we must take a trip back in time to 2018. I'm going off book for this. I have nothing written down. Girl, I'm never on book. There's no book. I'm working at Old Navy. <laughs> so, so miserable. Yeah. Um, And. We're not bleeping it. I don't care. Yeah. As everyone knows now, I work at Buffalo Exchange. Um, Wait, fuck. Sorry. Back it up. Back it up. Back it up. You work at the Good Bill bit. Good Bill okay. wins. We're cutting all that. Sorry. The Good Bill wins. <laughs> They'll never know. Continue. I've loved thrifting and shopping at like Buffalo Exchange, like resale stores since like early, early high school, late middle school maybe. And there was like a little boutique version of a Buffalo Exchange, like a locally owned. For all intents and purposes, I'm calling it Burrito Amigos. It was a resale store. 
Yes. I had been a patron. I had been a patron of Burrito Amigos Buy Sell Trade since I was 14. (laughs) I love this place. Whatever. I saw on their Instagram and like October of 2018 that they were hiring. So I was like, oh my God, this is my chance. I'm going to get the fuck out of Old Gravy. I interview. I thought I gave a really good interview. I was like checking in about it. And this should have been my first red flag at this whole fucked up situation. Okay. She had told me, I think it was the owner of the store, who I will be calling Francesca because I did that in episode three and I thought it was really funny and I'm sad no one got to hear it. Francesca said that she would be, she wanted to hire three people to run the store. You mean Because she, huh? <laughs> you, me, and Megan. Oh my God, fuck off. <laughs> that she would be so funny. She wanted to hire three people to run this store because she was going to have some family personal stuff going on. I think that she had initially said she wanted to have people hired by like early January. And I was interviewing in like late November. I knew she had other interviews, whatever. So I didn't hear anything for a couple weeks. I eventually was like follow up emailing with her. And she was like, yeah, like I'm just making some decisions, blah, blah, blah. And then finally, God, fuck, it was probably February that I heard back from her. Again, red flag that like none of this is organized whatsoever. Mm -hmm. I finally get an email from her and she's like, we didn't think you'd be a good fit. And I was like, ooh, right where it hurts. And I had just started working at the salad bar at the time. And I was like, oh my God, my life is meaningless. And I is lay in bed beginning and cried. 2019? Yes. Okay. <laughs> so then a couple months go by and I saw that my, not even friend, a girl I went to high school with, she was two years younger, posted on her story, like something about Burrito Amigos by Cell Trade. And I, I don't know if I was drunk or just in a cunty mood, but I like swiped up on her story and I was like, yeah, fuck that place. And she was like, oh, why? I just started working there. And then I was like, ha ha, congratulations. They didn't hire me. Amazing. So then me and, oh my God, what am I going to call her? Jessica? Me and Jessica. Whoa. Were you going to say Jessica? Whoa. Mm. Yep. Yeah, that was weird. Not that that's an incredibly common name. But yeah, I was going to say Jessica. Our brain cells do be Lincoln. Yeah. So me and Jessica kind of start like Invisible talking on it. In- what? <laughs> Invisible stream. Oh my God. Yeah. Sorry. Keep going. We start talking on Instagram and I like came into the store. Oh, that's the other thing. In my rejection email, she sent me a gift card. She was like, here's an e-gift card to the store. And I was like, what a. Why is, why is that worse? It's so much worse. Yeah. So I came in to visit Jessica one day and Jessica was like, okay. I have some hot and fresh tea. The other girl who she hired, because she only ended up hiring two people. Once again, weird, like, inaccuracies. Uh, inconsistencies? One of the two? I mean, sounds like both. She was bit. both inaccurate, inconsistent, and, and inconsiderate. Inconsiderate. Girl, invisible string. String, <laughs> string, pluck, pluck. Also, girl boss Jessica didn't start working there until, like, March or April. And, I mean... Interviews were November. She wanted to hire by January. It was like everything the was The flags getting, like, are the color of this can. T- truly. The flags are the color of the couch you're sitting on. The, the flags? <laughs> they were all this color. <laughs> I'm going to say this as nicely as I can. Go ahead. I want to Then I believe... want you to say it as meanly as you can. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you want to hear it as meanly as I can? Fuck small businesses. You want to hear it as nicely as I can? I want to support local and I want to shop small. Mm -hmm. Every small locally owned business that I have ever patronized or had friends work at or worked at myself 
has been an absolute dumpster fire. There is a weird abuse of power. There's everything is the wild fucking west. There's no HR. It is the wild west. There's no HR. There's no rules. There's no structure. Everything is complete chaos. But with that being said, like shop small. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't say that. I don't think I actually don't think I've ever worked for a local business myself. Um, So I I can't speak with to this with any authority, but I feel like they're just like working for massive companies also sucks in entirely different ways. No, I mean, like for the reasons like, that you hate I mean, working. Like you hate work. You hated working at Old Navy, I'm sure, for very different reasons than Burrito Amigo or Salad Bar. Okay, the thing is, the reasons I hated working at Burrito Amigos and Salad Bar were the reasons I liked working at Old Navy. It's like, yeah, no, that's kind of what I mean. Yeah, exactly. And it's yeah. like the it's just flipped. The f- could be said. <laughs> Why did you wink at me? Yeah, yeah. I would never. <laughs> um, so. Jessica spill on the tea and tells me that the other girl she hired and uh, once again I'm like red flags I'm like other girl did she not hire three that's very strange did she not think about that when like budgeting for this expense of hiring people anyways uh, she Jessica told me that Mackenzie was had quit like randomly she'd worked there for like a week quit like never picked up her final check um and she was like I'm gonna tell Francesca that like you're the perfect person to hire. Like, I'm gonna, like, try to, like, get you this job. And I was like, listen, Jessica, we don't know each other that well. And the fact that you're, like, willing to ride for me this hard is so kind. Jessica is a ride or die. A couple weeks later, I get an email from Francesca being like, mm. hey, girl boss, it's me. <laughs> Do you still want to work at Burrito Amigos? Like, so the shape of the puzzle has shifted, and now we think that you'd fit right in. Funny you bring that up again, because she did include that in the email. She's like, I think you would fit in here really well. And I was like, I, once Per again, your last email. <laughs> literally. I was like, hmm, interesting how the how the turns have tabled, but I'm going to roll with it. Yes. But I, but these tables have wheels and as do I. <laughs> she says, come to the store and we can like talk about it. Okay. So I was like, oh, like she's going to like interview me again. You know, it's been mm-hmm. six months. It's like May at this point. <laughs> I come in and she's like, so can I send you a, a W-4? And I was like, is that a job offer? That's so that's so bold. Francesca, so bold uh, and forward. Truly. But I was yeah. like, yes, please. Amazing. Yes, absolutely. Let's make this shit work. Yes. <laughs> Says. <laughs> Pin in that. Cunty. Working at Buffalo Exchange is my favorite job I have ever had. Love it. I think it is really well structured. I'm not just like trying to suck corporate's dick. Yeah. I think it is really well listening. structured. <laughs> Truly. Hello, Kirsten and Rebecca Block. Um, Rebecca Block. But it's Friday. The training that goes in to becoming a signed off buyer, being allowed to like buy without a manager, like holding your hand. It's very is intense. Extensive. Yeah. It is like you have a 90 day like trial period. And even then you still might need like to be in like training for Mm -hmm. a while. And there's like, it's just, it's constant training. You are not just like pricing stuff and buying it for the store within your first two weeks. That would be absolute mayhem and a huge, huge risk when you're, I mean, when your employees are pricing your inventory, you have to have them trained. It, it, It makes perfect sense to me. And I also think it makes sense in terms of like in term like maintaining the quality of Buffalo Exchange. Like yeah, you know? yeah, like the the products that y'all carry. I mean, yeah, if you just yeah. start taking people off the street and setting them at the They're buy like, this counter, doesn't have holes in it. <laughs> Literally, I mean, you're gonna yeah. get like absolutely fucking rogue shit happening. Yeah, yeah. Which is what happened at Burrito Amigos. So <laughs> rogue shit. 
I am trained <laughs> on buying for maybe a week, maybe two weeks before I am alone in this store buying things in for the store on my own. What is the training process like or what was it like? It was, well, she gave me a list of like things that we do not under any circumstances buy and it's like... Political stuff, religious stuff, um, things from Walmart, um, <laughs> underwear, socks. Like, okay. it was pretty, like, generic, just, like, don't yeah. buy things that could, like, offend people. Didn't a guy try to sell a shirt that was, like, Hillary's a cunt? It said, I heart country music and had pictures of an eye, a heart, Hillary Clinton, a tree, and a music note. Yes. We did not buy. I mean, you can try to sell whatever the fuck you want. <laughs> you I'd re- I, I would really pitch that shirt to you guys. I'd be like, hold on, I know your fir- I know what your first reaction is going to be, but hear me out. <laughs> You're like, once you take a second look at it, yeah. doesn't it it's actually really like it? funny? It's like really you just have funny. to have a high IQ to get it. Yeah, are you stupid, <laughs> girl? You can bring a, you can bring barrels of Trump loving of Trump hats, Second Amendment fucking bullshit to a and Buffalo Clare exchange will buy it. and see what they have to say about it. <laughs> I mean, if it will make us. Oh my god. Okay, where am I going with this? Oh. You're you're trained for a week. So she says don't buy religious things. You say no promises. One of the other things on the list of things not to buy was anything with eyes on it. So yeah, the Hillary Clinton shirt was definitely out. And she was very, very religious. I'm talking about her like she's dead. She's still alive. Um <laughs> but won't be for long. Francesca, I'm coming for you. God rest her soul in thirty six hours. <laughs> She's literally going to order a fucking restraining order on me. Good. I, Francesca, I'm thriving. Francesca, I double dog dare you. Oh my God. Um, you don't even know me. I like don't. For what I'm capable of. I am so fine now that I don't want any of us to come across as like absolute fucking hate speech. <laughs> However, so much of what happened was just so preventable with like knowledge of how to run a business and like proper training and I don't want to like drag a business and a person through the mud because like at the end of the day she's a human being with feelings who like really fucking hurt mine but like (laughs) I don't like have any ill wishes towards her you know what I mean and I don't want this to come across like that so stop me if it gets too mean sorry I was like why can I not buy things with eyes on it is it like a like a weird religious thing like you're scared it's like satan and she was just like no I just like really believe in the illuminati Are you waving your flag, Nick? (laughs) (laughs) So part of it also was that she was getting married that summer and being very religious, wanted to immediately start a family, which like to each their own. I'm like, couldn't be me wanting children, but good for you. Um, So she wanted me and Jessica, well, didn't want, promised that me and Jessica would both be full-time employees within the year because of how she predicted, predicted business would go, I guess. I don't know. She'd been working there for five years. So I was like, I I, I was, I'm like trusting this woman because I'm like, well, you've worked here forever. You probably know something else. It's so scary when you realize that the person you've been like following is really making it up as they go. Yeah. And isn't forthcoming about it. For the most part, that job was so fucking fun. I just got to buy clothes and hang out all day. Yeah. There was a coffee shop next door and we would like hang out with her, the coffee shop lady. And like everything was just like a good vibe. It was a very chill job. Where am I going with this? Oh. (laughs) Another thing 
Yes. If you've ever sold your clothing at a Buffalo Exchange or a Plato's Closet or whatever the fuck, you will know they usually pay out in some amount in store credit or some amount in cash. Usually mm-hmm. it's like a 50-25, 50-30, whatever the fuck. Mm-hmm. Uh, Doesn't Plato's Closet only do cash? I think so. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so also mm-hmm. <laughs> any establishment that deals with cash usually has an amount that the till is set to. Yep. And that is whatever amount of money. Uh, your computer, if it's smart enough, will tell you if you've given out $50 in cash today and the till is always supposed to be set at 100 this is how, but you've also taken in 75 in it cash and purchases. You. It does the math for you and then tells you if you're, what you took over. out to yeah. like deposit was correct. Yeah. We were never trained in this. So then this bitch goes and gets married. I'm going to come back to the wedding. Uh, goes and gets married. <laughs> Goes on her honeymoon, and while she's on her honeymoon, uh, uh, first of all, I realize that Jessica does not have a key to the store. Only I do, so I go make her a key with my own money that I was never reimbursed for, but that is neither here nor there. However, I did your remind, Venmo is Clark's mini one. <laughs> I did remind Francesca, and she never reimbursed me. Charge but did her reim- again. But um, by the time that Jessica was let go of, she reimbursed Jessica for the key. And I'm like, can I just have my $9, please? Anyway, she goes on her honeymoon, gives us like a very confusing like till and then cash box and then like forms that no one has ever fucking seen before. And it's like, here's extra money. Here's where the deposits go. Here's this. There is no mention of what the till is set to, how we're supposed to keep track of who has taken cash throughout the day, any sort of thing. And I'm closing the store and I'm like looking at this till of money and I'm like, what the fuck do I do with this? Do I just make a deposit from my heart? Do I? Clary said, do I pocket it and run? And so I did. And now I'm here. She's running. She never stopped. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to ignore that. And then ignore the the till. Essentially, I was like, I mean, I'm like, she trusts me. Like, I think it's going to be pretty clear that I just didn't know what the fuck I was doing because I wasn't Mm. trained. And then, oh God, something else happened where we didn't have enough cash in the till to pay someone who had sold and I had to Venmo her my own money. And then Francesca got really mad at me for it. And I was like, I don't know what I was supposed to do in that situation. It made the business look bad that we didn't have money. What what, what did she want you to do? She wanted me to like have the girl come back. And I was like, that looks so shady. Yeah, no. Okay, I'm on your side. Literally. Yeah. Um, Buffalo would never. <laughs> No, but like, no, but like it, they wouldn't. <laughs> no, because it's a it's a company that yes. has policies and procedures in order. If I started Venmoing someone, but also I'm sorry, but also at the end of the day, like the Buffalo that you work at is like run by people. It's run by people, and, and you I know, know how I... to do those things. Not because Buffalo Exchange is a corporation, but because those people trained you. Yeah, because they told me your till should be set at X amount of dollars. Yeah, of course. And I said, "Cool, thanks. That was really helpful." And they told me that. The first day I worked on the register. You know what I mean? Yep. They didn't. (laughs) Me too. I'm like, every employee actually did take a vacation and leave me to run the store alone for a week. (laughs) That was really weird, but like, it's just like an initiation thing they do. Kidding. Some light hazing. (laughs) That'd be so funny. They're like, we haze all of our employees by leaving them alone in the (laughs) store for seven days. (laughs) Okay. Oh my God. Um, So we quickly, people keep taking cash and we are running out of money. The like emergency cash bag is getting low at one point. Oh my God. This was, 
one of the I just remember yeah, having, where are you like, supposed this, to get money I don't know I don't have access to the fucking bank I'm not Francesca oh, Jesus. and I remember like the amount of like backup cash she left wasn't a ton it was not like she didn't leave like racks for us it was like a couple hundred bucks <laughs> it was like don't die um, at one point we ran out of quarters and I was like I don't know where the fuck to go and we were in like a little strip mall and I was I like took some 20s out of the register and I was walking like to the like the grocery store and I was like can you give me quarters and they were like sorry we're fresh out and then I went to the laundromat and I was like please help me and they're like we can give you a cup of quarters and I was like walking business to business trying to get quarters like a little beggar child it was so (laughs) fucking ridiculous and I remember standing in the middle of the parking lot just being like someone run me over what is my life right now stood at the cliffside screaming give me a quarter literally so at one point i think it was while she was on her honeymoon she was like how is it going and i'm like honestly Poorly. really fucking rough and i sent her a really panicked message being like i didn't want to ruin your honeymoon but i don't know what the fuck i'm doing you didn't give me any advice or any training i don't know like what's going on I'm freaking the fuck out. Uh-huh. And then she came back and things were really fucking uncomfortable. But we'll come back to that. How let's come back to, to the wedding. What? How'd she respond to that message? Like, let's deal with it when I'm back in town. You're like, okay, but also we don't have any quarters. Literally. I'm like, <laughs> Albertson's cut me off. I'm like, they, literally. I was like, I need $40 in quarters. And they were like, we cannot help you. Wait, where was this? Spy. That's where it is? Mm-hmm. By the Burger King? No, on the other side. Or no, that's McDonald's. By the I know that. Okay, cool. That's crazy. (sighs) Yeah, it's a really crazy time. Uh, So back to the wedding. Very religious ceremony. Um, Me and Jessica. No Illuminati. (laughs) The Illuminati weren't there. Yeah. Um, Me and Jessica were invited. And we were like one of the only, two of the only people there who weren't family and were not Catholic. And... Um, started dropping her religion loud and proud. Um, so we both wore our most conservative gowns <laughs> and hit the town. It was like um, a crop. It was like this Brandy Melville crop top, and like. <laughs> and you know what? You know when you're like at, like my nipple beer things were poking through. Um, I don't know. But you know when you're at an event that isn't funny, but like you know it will be really bad to laugh at it. So everything is suddenly really funny. You mean the first like 13 years of my life going to church every Sunday? Yeah, yes. that. Yes. Going uh, to Catholic also, church. <laughs> just to like paint a more vivid image. Nothing is ever funnier than anything said during a Catholic church. Have service. I never told you this, Nick? This what I'm about to tell you? Okay. First of all, let me set the scene. I f- this is... Continue. There weren't a lot of people there. There was okay. maybe like 60, like very small gathering. And we're like, why were we invited to this? First of all, kind but of like weird. also want to like support our boss. We love her. Like we really lo- like. Yeah. No, I, get I it. loved her. Yeah. <laughs> I loved you. <laughs> Francesca, take Francesca! me down. <sighs> cool. Clarissa. We're on like one side of the aisle. And the on friend the other side, side of the aisle. <laughs> Everyone <there> else. <laughs> Can you imagine? You'd be like, are we about to die? <laughs> Okay, continue. There is a child who is probably like 14, 15 with the most absurd haircut I've ever seen. Picture this. Buzz cut. Bangs. Bangs all around. Rat tail. It's like a three in one. It was a three for one combo. So I couldn't stop staring at buzz cut bangs rat tail. (laughs) Because buzz cut is... 
Catholic weddings are pretty long. This one they thankfully kept pretty short. Um, one of the other highlights of the of the whole wedding was while they were like being married, like it was like the climax of the ceremony. <laughs> a sex. baby was shrieking, and I was like, "Is this like?" I couldn't have wrote this. Like, how Corey is this said, for real right is now? Is anyone going to deal with the baby? I was like, do you need me to kick it? Like, what? You're like, if no one else will, you charge over to the baby. <laughs> so then, like, I don't know why you know fired. how a Catholic church works. I do. They're like, get on your knees, and you pull the little thing down, and you kneel, mm-hmm. and then you're like, dear for God. For the record, not every Catholic church does that, but I do know. Yeah. For those of you who have never been to a Catholic church, mm-hmm. uh, it's really some fi- of them. It's really 50-50. <laughs> There's a lot of, like, kneeling involved, Mm -hmm. and a lot of them have, like, on the back of the pew, so, like, Mm -hmm. if you're sitting, the one in front of you has a little, like, knee rest that folds down, Mm -hmm. and they're like, release the bench, (laughs) and you do it, and then you kneel. Oh, yeah, you told me about this. So, the the priest is like, everybody let those knee benches down, (laughs) and everyone does, and then they start kneeling, and me and Jessica are like, fuck, do we have to do that? So we do. We, like, start to get on our knees. And then we kind of look around and we're like, okay, wait, not everyone's doing it. Are we, like, appropriating Catholic culture? Fuck, get up, get up. And I'm like, I'm like, Jessica, Jessica, like, let's sit down, like, put the bench up. So we sit back down. And it's the kind of bench that you can, like, flip up and down, like, with a foot. Like, it's very light, whatever. The thing so, that you put your knees on? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So Jessica goes to, like, <laughs> kind of, like, kick it back up. Yeah. But instead of kicking it back up, it comes off its hinges and rolls into the pew in front of us. <laughs> when I tell you I almost shit myself, I almost shit myself. My stomach dropped. Thank God that fucking church wasn't sloped enough that it didn't roll to the goddamn front of the the, the room. What do you call that room? The church? The temple of worship. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what you call it. <laughs> Said, anyway. Oh no, I hope it doesn't roll to the front of the temple of worship. And they're like, who is that girl? <laughs> when like, you said sh- the pew came off its hinges, I was going to be like, like me. Oh my God. <laughs> so then me and Jessica. The are- pew became unhinged as did Clare. <laughs> girl, me and Jessica, we've already been like giggly. We are clinging to each other, shaking oh. in silent laughter. Are you just like red and sobbing? Crying, <laughs> red. I love Jessica. The sweat, my armpit sweat had, was like at my like hips. Like it had like, it was like about to like make its way down my legs. I was so sweaty and so stressed out. And we kept trying to like, because it didn't go that far in front of us. We kept trying to like scoot it back with our foot. And then we were like, what is the like end game when we get up here? Like, do we put it back? Do we tell someone? Like, what do we do? We went with plan C, which was evacuate immediately. No. Which was say hi to Francesca and fucking dip. Only God will know. What? Only God will know. That one is between us and God. Yeah. And I heard heard she forgives. Heard she's a forgiving Lord. So I heard her foreskin is unstoppable. So back to the serious stuff. Mm. Mm. So Francesca returns and <laughs> she walks in with the pew is like, who the fuck did this? <laughs> and I'm where, like, Jessica, it was actually your fault. Didn't where you? was her honeymoon? Mexico. Cool. Where I couldn't go. <laughs> because of her. <laughs> <laughs> like she ruined it. She ruined the whole like, fucking country. She started working at the passport agency soon after and really fucked me over. Brito Amigos is no more. She works at the passport agency. <laughs> Guys, it wasn't a resale store. It was a passport agency. 
I worked. Corey worked at a passport agency. It was a buy sell trade passport agency. You buy passports. You can sell one. You, sell you can them. trade one. You can trade them. You can just browse. <laughs> Browsers will be shot. <laughs> you break it. You buy it. Woo, keep going. So tensions are fucking high. Mm. And because like, of because you were like, hey, because what the fuck? Like, why? I don't know what I'm doing. And she said, we'll discuss on my return. Yeah, literally. Okay. So then I was like, because at this point I was also the manager of Redacted Salad Bar. And I wrote the schedules. And I was like, hey, Francesca, I need to know when I'm working here. Like, when do you need me? Because I write my own schedules. So, like, let me know. Yeah. And Homegirl kept dodging the fucking question. She was very, like... How many hours did you work at Salad Bar? Probably like 30. Okay. And then like another 15 to 20 uh, another one. I was working between like 30 and like 45 hours a week. Copy. I was unhappy. Cool. No, that's not right. I was working between like 45 and 50 hours a week. Uh-huh. I can't do math. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So <laughs> also at the same time, because I had access to all of the like numbers and sales reports and stuff, we were making like no money. Cool. And I was like, hmm, how the fuck is Jessica going to, oh, not Jessica, fuck. I'm like, how the fuck is Francesca going to afford to keep both, both me and Francesca? Because like, Jessica. I don't see, oh my fucking God. That was God. really funny. <laughs> how is bitch A going to afford to keep bitch B and C for the foreseeable future? Because we are like not even breaking even. Like, I don't know what, what rent is. Because at Redacted Salad Bar, like. seeing the writing on the wall. Yeah. Yeah. Because a redacted salad bar also, like, part of my job was to, like, try to control labor costs. And I was like. (laughs) That has a certain meaning. Try to control labor costs. What sort of capitalistic new speak is that? (laughs) It means me send everyone home and me do more work. (laughs) Because I work harder and I will do more because I will die for salad bar. It was. Such a great situation. I'm like, I have a great solution to our labor issue. We send everyone home and I do everything. Mm-hmm. And the owner was like, sounds good. <laughs> great. Love him. I was like, I can do everything better. <laughs> um, sorry. Francesca won't give me a schedule. And then I keep coming in and she's like, oh, like, can we talk? Like, I want to talk about what happened while I was on my honeymoon. It all boils down to I have the biggest fucking panic attack. Like, one of my top ten. I have to like pull my car over on the side of the road and I'm like hyperventilating and like sobbing because I am like, I am going to get fired. I'm not stupid. I know what's happening. This bitch is trying to let me down easy, but I'm dodging it. Bobbing and weaving, bobbing and weaving. I go to celebrate my friend Kale's birthday at the coast, having a grand old time. Mm. I return and I am having, I've never been officially diagnosed, but I was having what I assumed to be endometriosis. Like, it's like ovarian cysts. Oh, okay. I was having the worst, like debilitating cramps of my entire life that lasted for 72 hours. Oh, God. So I go, I go to work at the, the local, the local burrito, burrito on Sunday. And I'm like the only one there for some reason. It was crazy busy. And I texted Francesca earlier in that day, and I like, I think I'm having endometriosis. And she was like, "Oh, can I bring you some Advil?" And I was like, "No, I think I'll be okay." Like, you're like, "No, I think I need the emergency room." Also, I think I need you to offer me healthcare. Ryan and I were having a really hard time finding a place to live. Incredible! Like, all this is happening at once. Yeah, I've had such a rough fucking weekend. I just want to go to bed. I'm closing the store down. There's five minutes left. I'm like straightening everything to perfection. I'm doing what at Banana we called finger straightening, which mm-hmm. like 
truly above and beyond behavior. Oh, finger, finger, yeah, <laughs> finger bang in the racks. That's no joke. Sorry. Then Francesca appears out of nowhere and it's like, hey girl, how's it going? And I was like, Francesca, you're not supposed to be here right now. And I was like, hey, what's up? And she was like, can we talk for a minute? And I was like, oh, I'm about to get broken up with her. And I'm, uh-huh. and then she's like, Claray, and so you cry. You should have said no and left. I really wanted to. She was like, Claray, the store's not making any money. And I was like, yeah, I know. <laughs> and then she was like beating around the bush and was basically like, I can't afford to keep both you and Jessica. And I was like, like, oh, God, what are you going to tell Jessica? Like, do you need me to help you let her down? Like, I wish I had been so much more assertive in that situation. I turned into the world's prettiest doormat. I was like, Mm. oh, like, of course, like, I understand. Like, yeah, for sure. And then it was it dawned on me that I was like, oh, I'm done here. Like, I'm actually being let go of. And I was like, then I said, "Okay, well, do you need my key? And she was like, yeah. And then because my life is a fucking farce, I couldn't get my key off my keychain. And I'm like starting to cry. And I was like, Francesca, can I just like come bring it back to you? And she's like, yeah, of course. And I was like, okay, bye. And I like just dipped. Yes. I got home and it like settled in what was happening. And I was like, oh good. I lost the like best job that's ever happened to my fucking life. I work at a salad bar and I don't know where the fuck I'm going to live next year. Great. And my uterus is like shutting down. In your uterus said, no more. Then I took the world's saddest video of myself crying in the car, which will not see the light of day. Can I see? Can I see Maybe. My I haven't even watched the whole thing. I watched the first five seconds and I'm like, so I just got fired. And Wait, like, how long down. is this? I don't know. Cool. Um, <laughs> but then my sadness turned to pure, unadulterated rage. Yes. I mean, Because good. I started talking to people about it and I was like, huh. Letting someone go with no notice, without a final check, without anything, a little sus. Yeah, I wasn't presented with a final check. Wait, did you get, did you ever get paid? Yeah. Okay, good. Well, well, I let her know in my goodbye letter how she can get me my money. (laughs) My Venmo is, yeah. Hazel, who's here? What? Oh my God, Drew's here. Keep going. (laughs) Are they going to go fuck in the room of many doors? (laughs) No, I want to hang out. (laughs) And I can't if they do that. (laughs) Anyway. Yeah, keep going. I can't hang out with them if they fuck. Hi. Yeah, I'm recording my podcast right now. Drew, everyone, shut the fuck up. Everyone say hi to Drew. Hi, Drew. Clary says hi. If you're ever in Eugene. Oh, uh, doesn't he sound hot? He sounded hot yeah. on our episode, right? I have heard from multiple sources that Drew did sound really hot on that episode. Multiple people have said you sounded hot. Yeah. No, I'm not like not joking. Yes. Drew's like that ass. <laughs> that ass. That ass. Okay. See you soon. So also. <laughs> A year prior, my Banana Republic, once again, a corporate business, had closed down. And the way they handled that closure was kind of like what I thought the blueprint for like letting people go was, they were especially. The <laughs> Banana Republic was the blueprint. Um, Why is that so funny? Because I said it and you're in love with me. So, I mean, when that happened, they like let us know a month in advance and it was kind of like, we want to make sure everyone has like a job to go to. And we were like, that's on your side, you know? Yeah. And I would kind of expect that at a place where that had been so close. I mean, it was literally three people working there. I would have expected some like transparency earlier on. So then I dropped off I mean, the most unfucking hinged letter I've ever written in my no goddamn notice, life. The no notice. To the local burrito amigos. The no notice is atrocious. It's the not talking to the three of us. For me. I'm well, not going to read you. Honestly, Sorry. it's also 
her not ever like actually addressing you being left alone to handle the store yeah it's the whole thing yeah i mean actually the, the more i talk about it the more i'm like yeah it's kind of the entirety of the situation so now i'm gonna perform for you a crazy person's rambling written by me in Do you 2019 want to, text it to me and i'll read it <laughs> like, no. my, like my diary entry no because there's a bunch of misspellings and i'm <laughs> Oh my god, this is I'm, deranged. Okay. okay. You have no idea how excited I am. Have I read this? I read it aloud and you were like, I read it aloud when we recorded episode three. Oh, okay, cool. So we have it somewhere. Francesca, <laughs> let me start by thanking you and expressing my. Okay, also, when I read it on episode three, I read it like this. Francesca, let me start by thanking you and expressing my utmost gratitude for. I'm like, why did I read it so fast? That was part of the reason I cut the whole thing. Okay, uncut. Okay. Francesca. Let me start by thanking you and expressing my utmost gratitude for the opportunity you provided me at Burrito Amigos. With that, I have a lot to say that I didn't say on yesterday. On yesterday? That I didn't say oh, yesterday. Oh, I remember that. I remember that part. You being like, on yesterday. Someone didn't spell check this. <clears throat> Let me start by reflecting on the week you left for your honeymoon. Since Jessica, literally, <laughs> since Jessica had no scheduling conflicts and I did, I took the liberty of writing a schedule since it hadn't been done. I purchased Jessica a key for the store since she had no money. <laughs> and hadn't, and one hadn't been made for her. That's a responsibility neither of us should have had to take on, but I stepped up and purchased her a key since the store wouldn't have opened if she hadn't had one. We, well... Since I was the only one closing, well, I, since I was the only one closing, were completely untrained and unfamiliar <laughs> with how the till and deposits work. The instructions you left were unclear and confusing and sent me into a complete panic. I was panicked because this business means, well, meant a lot to me. Girl. I didn't want to mess it up or get something wrong, but it's a completely foreign system to anyone who hasn't worked at Burrito Amigos specifically. I don't bottle things up or sweep them under the rug, so I immediately brought them up to you, brought it up with you, because I wanted to have an open and honest business relationship, and communication is the most important part of any relationship, friendship, or business. But I wasn't met with the same Corey level of communication. What is wrong me? with me? <laughs> Truly. These are the ramblings of a, of a lunatic. No, this is justified. And Thank you. I think it gets worse. I don't know, though. <clears throat> no, I mean, this is like what well, I mean, we're friends, so I'm like, I'm on your side, girl, but like, you're in the right. Thank you. When you came back from your honeymoon, things immediately felt weird and tense. It's not too much to ask your boss for a schedule, especially when you have bills to pay, bills and rent to pay, and another job to schedule around. I can't just not know when I need to work next. Sorry, I lost my place. It felt like you had a personal problem with me and like I had done something wrong. As you know, I have pretty bad anxiety and this weird lack of communication and tense atmosphere sent me into a massive anxious episode. I'm not by any means blaming you for my mental health, but, but. I am calling out but I am calling out your inability to effectively communicate. That's a hot sentence, Clara. Thank you. That's a good sentence. You really like put real you fan? really put all your brain cells into that one. I really <laughs> yeah. did. I took a nap after I wrote this. Clara said I put my whole pussy into that sentence. Oh my god. <laughs> this next paragraph I know how failing businesses work I've seen it happen at Banana Republic and I'm still working at a restaurant that is on the, that is on the verge of closing its doors they're still kicking by the way good for them also like not cool of me to throw redacted under the bus but like I had to do what I had to do 
Whatever. If we're not doing well financially, wouldn't that be something you'd want to talk about with me and Jessica together? One would think so. I work two days a week back, so I find it hard to believe that that's the only reason you can't keep me on. Dot, dot, dot. I hope that the next time you're in this situation, you can handle it with more maturity and class. It's pretty rude to tell someone you can't continue to employ them with zero notice. I... I am completely heartbroken right now and a little blindsided. I hope you can learn to embrace people who live and exist differently than, than you, and I hope you can learn to communicate. I want nothing but success for Burrito Amigos. Right now, I need to process and heal and figure Us out what is- changing the name to Burrito Amigos was a stroke of comedic genius. I think so. This is hilarious. You saying, I want nothing but success for Burrito Amigos. And I say it again. Unbelievable. Which, like, I mean that. Like, as I, no, I know. gave in my disclaimer, like, I want them to do well. But I'm also, like, just because I want something to do well doesn't mean I can't be like, yeah. It also, like, hurt me a whole bunch. Well, that's why it hurt. If you didn't care about them, it wouldn't hurt. <gasps> Thank you, therapist. Therapist curl. <laughs> right now, I need to process and heal and figure out what this next chapter of life holds for me. You're like, I'm going to start a podcast. <laughs> I would appreciate it if you don't contact me. Good. You can mail my final pay- paycheck to 1080 Patterson Street, apartment 801-97401. Claire P.S. You still owe me for the key. Everyone, the go, Ven- everyone go Venmo charger, $9. <laughs> type it, guys. Everyone go type in Francesca and whoever comes up first. And then send it to me. So. <laughs> everyone send Claire $9. All in all, I am grateful for everything that has happened to me. The bad, the good, the ugly. <laughs> That's the correct order. Um. But the way that this was like, this like broke my heart. Yeah. And then I felt, because I had told everyone how excited and happy I was about this job and I had to like. I'm try- I'm thinking about this as if it was a romantic relationship. Like I'm putting it in that context and I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, that's so fucked up. It's right? Much, it's much easier to be like, that's not okay. If you kind of just change like one thing about it. Also, let's not forget, like she invited me to her wedding a month before. It was just so She's hard like, to it's feel. The it was Jessica. Oh, my God. But honestly, so grateful for it. it yeah. I mean, shit got a lot darker after for a little bit. It's always But then things got a lot better. Before the dawn. Shake it off, shake it off. Shake it off, shake it off. We need to be locked up. It's daylight. Girl, I don't think it would help if we were locked up together. I think we'd no, be more annoying. No, it would be so much worse. We would kill each other. Us in a prison cell together. We'd spend the first two hours... If we were arrested and put in the same cell, we'd spend the first two hours like laughing hysterically, no words, just laughing. <laughs> and then the next six hours in silence, no eye contact. Oh no, it would waffle back and forth between hysterical laughter and then like really awkward silence and like, yeah, whatever. And you'd be like, no, I don't care that you just took a massive dump in our shared space. And I'm like, Clare, there's literally nothing I can do about that. I'd be like, could you do that somewhere else? I we are in prison, Clare. Aw, we would do so well in co-ed prison. We would. I would get really buff if I went to prison. You and I, I just would, walking around. <laughs> I'd take these noodles and make them. I'd take these angel hairs and make them lasagna noodles. <laughs> you know what they say. You know what they say. Do you have any questions, Nick? I mean, I don't. Well, I mean, what are you? Why are you? What? What especially are you grateful for about it? How do you feel it's benefited you? Um, I think it just really added to the Clary Cinematic Universe. It's one of the like not to be an asshole, but it like provided a lot of really good content for my life. Like telling that story. Yeah, it's one of those things where I'm like, yeah, of course my passport didn't show up, and of course yeah. I had like a weird yeah. local clothing yeah. exchange fire me. Like 
Honestly, I think that's one of um, our 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 greatest gifts, <laughs> the two of us specifically, is our ability to be like, just take something like deeply traumatic, and be like, how be is like, it, how is this going to be the funniest story I've ever told in my life? <laughs> like me saying that Douglas fur looks like a good place to land. I wasn't even trying to be funny, and you so laughed good. and you laughed so hard, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> you can make anything dark light. Also, I mean, truly, to make it a little bit more. Uh, serious i in my in my like saddest most lonely moments mm-hmm. i have always like found comfort in like just literally telling myself it is going to be okay mm-hmm. and i think it's one of those things that at the time i like knew future me was like looking out for me and i was like it is going to be okay and like i i know that it's going to get better I'm like a dumb dog being kicked a million times. And I'm like, it's going to be okay soon. It's going to be okay. You know what I mean? And like that dumb dog is okay and not really being kicked anymore. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. It's running with the buffalo stampede. Relationship with burritos over. (laughs) No more amigos. I know that like, I don't like the notion that you have to have like had (laughs) traumatic experiences to like enjoy the good ones more. But like. I wouldn't say that's a rule, but it, it helps. (laughs) <laughs> but unfortunately, I've had a lot of shitty jobs and like mm-hmm. burrito amigos and redacted salad bar and Old Navy by name, um, <laughs> like make me appreciate my place of employment so much more. Mm. So that like I think it helps me let the little things kind of like roll off my back a little bit more. Like when when everyone's like annoyed about something stupid, I'm like, yeah, but we're not getting fired with no notice. And no one's like screaming at us in a walk-in and threatening us, yeah, and being racist, yeah. yeah. Oh, no, 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 thoughts are redacted. Salad yeah. bar yeah. story. I was like, who's that? And then I figured it out. Yeah, I mean, that was the day I realized I couldn't hold that place together. I was like, I can't fix racism. Really, Clary, you're giving up that easily? <laughs> I said, I don't want this large man to kill me. I can't fix racism today. Oh God. So I was sappy corner with Clark. Wow. Well, yeah. I mean, it is a good story. <laughs> How was, um, how was watching Nora? Nora was such a fucking angel. I mean, she's an easy dog to watch. And yeah. we essentially had doggy daycare that we could take her to every day. Oh, what? Your mom's house. Your oh. mom's house. Yeah. The way we did it. <laughs> Listeners, Ryan and I watched Friend of the Pod, Dorlinda's dog, Nora, our queen, <laughs> um, for a couple nights this past week. Uh-huh. And, oh my God, honestly, the night before I was like, why the fuck do I agree to do things that are just going to cause me more stress? Because I do this a lot where I'm like, sure, I'll water your garden. Sure, I'll watch your dog. Sure, I'll house it. And I'm like, girl, you work full time. What are you doing? Yeah. And I was like, do I have time to watch a dog? Like, fuck no. It ended up being so good. And I was so glad that we did it. Oh. I don't want to get a dog until I have a backyard. But Nora yeah. did make me think that a dog in an apartment is much more possible than I thought it was. Mm-hmm. Especially one as like not needy as her. Yeah. yeah. Basically, the, ske- the schedule we had... Uh, <laughs> Nora and I would wake up together. The first day, homegirl was up at like 5 a.m. And I was like, what if you sit down for like another hour? And then she waited until 6. And then I got up with her. I felt like a young mom. Um, It was really cute because she she slept in her bed in our room. And she would like get up and I could hear her little toenails on the floor. And she would just (laughs) stand by my side of the bed and just like breathe. And I was like, what do you want? It's 5 a.m. But then we went on a nice little 6 a.m. walk together. She's so good. (laughs) I know, I know. She's really special. Corey um, would send me a photo and like genuinely like the text comes in like tears. It's like, it, and it, it was like I'd been crying for five minutes already. 
It was insane. Like oh the photo God. of you two in your car. Oh, the one, the like selfie from way above She's with her so behind good. you. So funny. Cut this. I was hanging. I was when I uh, I was hanging out with Zoe sometime last week and I showed her a photo of you and Nora and she's like why is that so funny I feel like Clarae's not good with animals this is hilarious and I'm like oh my god don't cut that I want that dirt aired on I am good with animals Zoe I just don't like ones that aren't my own they gross me out I have light OCD so then are you good with animals I just because that's never... like quite the exception you're like all animals except three <laughs> If I saw one suffering, I wouldn't just be like, "Ah, sucks. But if I see like a fucking corgi come into my place of employment, I'm not like rolling on the floor with it. I'm like, cool. Yeah. yeah. I mean, honestly, my perception of your attitude towards other people's dogs, it's less a reflection of your feelings of the animal and more a reflection of like how people act around animals, specifically yeah, dogs. Like, I feel some like dogs... I feel like you get really turned off by how people like just get way too much with random dogs absolutely i mean also like some dogs like fur kind of grosses me out yeah wait like uh, i mean like what type or, like labs like short hair that's gonna come off really fast i like mm. like a like a like fluffy no no not too fluffy sorry i look like a curly or like mm. a scruffy dog like mm. huskies really gross me out because of their hair yeah i'm like mm. i wouldn't like run my hands through my friend's hair if they bathed once a month you know what i mean you wouldn't <laughs> Something I said to Megan the other day because I have a lot of feelings about like animals on furniture. I was surprised like, to see coming... Nora on your couch. I was like, oh, they're she's friends. on a blanket, which yeah. I'm like, her, I come from her, a family. Her stealing the show in your and every single one of your outfit of the days. I was like, oh, queen. Oh my god. Oh my god. When you turned back to her on the couch, it was like, Chew. and when I she was just her. standing there, like, <laughs> like, oh my god. <laughs> literally, she was so Ugh. good on her. Oh my god. What was I saying about animals? Furry. Wait, something I was saying to Megan. Yes. Because I have thoughts about animals on said couches. furry. Yes. Also because Ryan's slightly allergic. So like when we get a dog, oh. it probably won't sleep in bed with us. But like yeah. we'll probably come on the couch type of thing, whatever. Mm-hmm. But. You could get a hypoallergenic dog. I want a greyhound. Yeah. Okay. We've been over this. They are not. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not paying 1500 for no fucking poodle nonsense. Uh, <laughs> I get that you want your pets to be a part of the family. I think that's great. However, I'm going to pose a question. Okay. If your sibling or parent or dear friend didn't wipe their ass and walked around butt ass naked, <laughs> would you want them on your couch? And with that, well, I'm going to back it up. If my friend consistently twisted and licked his own asshole clean, you know, maybe. I gotta go. Well, also, do- not to gross everyone out, maybe cut this, dogs' anuses are so like further out than humans. Nora like, did leave a poop stain on my couch, but that's like neither no. here nor there. Ugh. That's disgusting. Yeah, I have a so. steam cleaner. We'll be fine. Okay, good. I'm like, Dorlinda will be charged two grand for a new couch. I've got her Venmo. What would your mom do if all of a sudden she's just like charged for I'm just like shit stain. I'm like, Nora was a joy to have. You do owe me $2,000. <laughs> Okay. But, but that did get me thinking. I'm like, how many people with pets and dark couches don't know what they got going on there? Anyways. Not a bad point. But, well, okay, so I would leave, Ryan would leave for work, and then around, because I worked at like 10 most days, I would drop Nora off at your mom's house so she could be in the air conditioning. And just like, I was like, I don't want her to like eat a plant or like something weird to happen while I'm not watching. Like, I don't think she would, but I'm like, if she no. did like die or like projectile vomit, I wouldn't want to like be responsible. Understand. So I drop her off at 
her daycare essentially. Mm-hmm. And then Ryan would come to Buffalo, pick up the key when he because he got off earlier than me. Oh. He'd get the key, he'd go get Nora, he'd feed her her dinner, he'd take her for a walk, and then I'd come home and they'd both be hanging out on the couch. It was literally pure bliss. Oh, I'm glad she could provide that for you. Right? <laughs> yeah. I feel like normally also. You know, when you, like, stop house-sitting for someone or, like, give them their pet back or whatever, you're like, phew, like, glad that's over. I was like, oh, I'm like, what if she stayed one more night? Was she excited to be home? Ryan was the one who delivered her. Yeah. Oh, right, 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 because my mom is, like, in love with Ryan now. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, oh, my God, Ryan, what a nice guy. I'm like, I'm like, most yeah. of the time. I'm like, yeah, like, I've said that every time you've ever asked about him. Like, <laughs> like he did buy me Siete chips and then fucking eat them all one time, though, so, so he's he loses the point in my book. He's laughing a dumb little grin over there. Okay, do you have any other questions for me about Francesca or Nora? Because if you don't, I gotta go. I only have one question for you. What, what was your high-low hero? <laughs> Ooh! My high was reading that fucking deranged-ass letter I wrote. That is my I high write, as well. I write some pretty crazy shit when I'm pissed. I remember writing some pretty insane letters to boys my friends dated in high school. Being oh like, how God. fucking dare you break you Nick's them? heart? No. Oh, They're like buried on Facebook. I wrote some insane shit, and one time I showed one to my dad, and John, a fucking cold-blooded killer, was like, wow, it'd be really cool if you could put this much energy into, like, your schoolwork. And I was like... John really said, bite the fucking curb, Claret. <laughs> literally. I was like, god. get out of here. I was like, leave me be. Oh, my God. Damn. Like, I'm emancipated now. Thanks. Okay. So you're low. That memory. <laughs> Well, my dad roasted me to fuck. My, my low was the Nora shit stain, although it was resolved. And yet your hero was also Nora. Oh, without a doubt. My hero was Jessica for getting me that job. She really put her balls into that. <laughs> Jessica's ball sack. They were Jessica doesn't that. have testicles. Je- Jessica is testicle free. <laughs> Jessica was neutered. Uh, well, rate five stars, subscribe, Patreon. What were your low and hero, blah, blah. bitch? I said my high was uh, Nora staying with you. Okay, I trust you. Bye. We love you all so much. Mm -hmm. 31. Let's see if we can get to 131. Am I right, Lee? Am I right? Oh, God. That's in like three years. I mean, what are the chances of one of us not being here anymore? Girl. I'm kidding. Why the fuck would I say that? I mean, it's not (laughs) non-zero. I'm going to take that audio and I'm going to remix it and play it at your funeral. At mine? (laughs) At our joint funeral? It's going to be like, chances of one of us not being here in that time. And then it's going to be like, bait drop. And it's going to be like, bow, wow, wow, wow. Not zero. Everyone's just sobbing, but also kind of laughing. Throwing that ass in a circle. Gotta go. Bye. My funeral. Oh, you're still, you're, you're still talking, aren't you? Will be an orgy. That's all. Hello, everyone. This is the credits. So obviously me and Clare produce it. Uh, sometimes I edit, sometimes she edits. We love splitting the work. Uh, I do the sound mixing, whatever that means. The music is by Anabolic Beats. And I would love to just take a little moment to thank our beautiful patrons, all right? So these are the patrons who have selected the Immortal tier on Patreon. And you can do the same by going to patreon.com slash girls. So thank you to Jade Watson, Sasha Kosek, Hazel Herring, John Sims, O.P. Queef, a.k.a. Larissa, Megan Donovan, hello, Laura Zimmerman, also hello, Teresa Graham, hello, and uh, Piss Baby, it's Ryan, that's who Piss Baby is. 
Um, so yeah, thank you guys so much for listening to the episode. Make sure to follow us on all of our social medias at Brain Cell Girls. You can follow me everywhere at Nick Curl, and you can follow Clary on Instagram at the Grease Trap Queen or on Twitter at Clar Smitty. And uh, yeah, thank you, Billy. Billy. That's not him. What's it? Yeah, so let me get.